From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Wednesday, the 17th of February. I'm Katie Clark. Today, there are more questions about last month's killing of a Hamas commander, and it appears the days of a neat, clean assassination may be over. And homosexuality in Uganda is punishable by life in prison. A bill to criminalize it further has been proposed. One gay activist says the campaign has created a climate of fear. Right now, each step I take, I have to be careful because I don't know who is coming at my door, who is coming at my place of work, who is trying to get, you know, rid of me totally. Now the news. BBC News with Eileen McHugh. Britain has summoned the Israeli ambassador to the Foreign Office to discuss the use of fake British passports by the alleged assassins of a senior Palestinian official, Mahmoud al-Mabhu, in Dubai last month. Many of the hit squad members carried forged passports of people who had emigrated from Europe to Israel. Earlier, the Israeli Foreign Minister, Avigdor Lieberman, said there was no proof that the Israeli Secret Service, Mossad, murdered the Hamas leader. Katia Adler reports from Jerusalem. The murder mystery of the Hamas commander killed in his Dubai hotel room may never be solved publicly. Mossad, Israel's intelligence agency, is the prime suspect for now, but Israel's foreign minister says the killing could have been masterminded by anyone. Referring to the fraudulent British passports used in the murder, Mr Lieberman said he was confident Britain knew Israeli security procedures followed what he called clear, cautious and responsible rules. But the British Israelis whose identities were stolen for the Dubai killing say they're angry and scared. The United States Federal Reserve has predicted that the American economy will grow more strongly than anticipated this year. The U.S. Central Bank also predicted that the unemployment rate would remain at at least 9.5% this year but could drop next year. Caroline Hepke in New York has the details. America's economy is expected to grow by 3.2% this year, according to the minutes from January's gathering of the Federal Reserve's Open Markets Committee. That is more than the 3% predicted at the previous meeting back in November. Meanwhile, the Fed sees inflation remaining tame. The slightly rosier outlook for the world's largest economy, though, is coupled with only a slow recovery in unemployment in 2010 and 2011, before returning to low levels in 2012. The White House has welcomed the capture of the Afghan Taliban military commander Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar, calling it a big success for US-Pakistani cooperation. A spokesman praised Pakistan for the capture and said Mr Baradar was being interrogated, but he did not say if he was providing any intelligence. The French president, Nicolas Sarkozy, has promised $370 million to help Haiti recover from last month's devastating earthquake. James Ingham has the details. President Sarkozy was greeted by a brass band before boarding a helicopter for a flight over areas devastated by the earthquake. He is the first French leader to visit Haiti since it won its independence two centuries ago. The bloody slave uprising that led to that moment still resonates in a country that never regained its pre-colony wealth. Mindful of that, Mr Sarkozy promised to open what he called a new happy page in their shared history, as he cancelled Haiti's current debts and offered aid to help the country recover. World News from the BBC. 
An Argentine minister has warned Britain not to be complacent in its actions in a growing dispute over British plans to drill for oil off the Falkland Islands. The Deputy Foreign Minister, Victorio Cecchetti, said Argentina would take adequate measures to stop oil exploration off the Falklands, but said Argentina would, be, would use peaceful means such as dialogue through international organisations. The Egyptian Prime Minister Ahmed Nazif has spoken out against wearing the Islamic full-face veil or niqab, saying it wiped out a woman's personality. He said it was a matter of personal choice but shouldn't be used to violate other people's rights. Mr Nazif said some students had done so by using the niqab to cheat in exams. Twelve French wine producers and traders have been found guilty of fraud after selling millions of bottles of fake Pinot Noir to the American wine giant E&J Gallo. A French court ruled that they had deliberately mislabeled 18 million bottles of ordinary wine.